0: Welcome to Washington In Focus. I am Jeremy Lott. Joining me today is the Center Square's Western Washington reporter, Spencer Polly. Spencer, if you were a tree, what kind of a tree would
1: you be? Hmm, let's go with the Ponderosa Pine Tree. And this is because they smell good.
0: There's actually a bill in, in the legislature about planting a ponderosa pine in the state capital so that the Eastern Washington representatives can feel like they have a little piece of home. Is
1: that really the tree they chose?
0: And, yeah, that's, I wrote a piece about it. They don't have the the ponderosa pine in the bill, but I talked to the sponsor of the bill and he said, yeah, it's, it's it probably should be a ponderosa pine. So this is a different story about trees. It's titled Proposed Tree Canopy Bills Could Hender Tree Cutting Services in Seattle. Talk to me about this one, Spencer.
1: Yeah, well, Seattle is currently working on initiatives to build a tree canopy, and this came as a result of a released report that showed they lost about 255 acres of tree canopy in within four years, four or five years. Uh, that's the equivalent of Green Lake, which is a big, pretty area here in Seattle. These proposed bills would kind of just enforce more regulations on tree cutting within Seattle. I've actually met uh, a tree cutter out here uh, by the name of Oliver Armstrong Davies. He's worked here in Seattle, but he's also done tree cutting services in North Carolina and upstate New York. And what he's told me is already Seattle has more regulations than those
0: other two states. So what currently has to happen before you cut a tree and what would have to happen if all this stuff passes? So currently, the current regulations,
1: any tree... Uh, with a diameter of 24 square inches or more is able to get permits and whatnot to cut down trees. But what this means is that the new regulations would make it 12 inches square inch diameter or more. This changes you know, the n- amount of trees regulated from 17,000 some to over 70,000. These would be covered trees that you have to go through extensive permit regulations to just even get down. And what Oliver told me is that, you know, in West Seattle, you were seeing a lot of people topping their trees, which he says is bad tree cutting practice. This is so that they could have better views of the, you know, the Puget Sound whatnot. And a lot of ugliness was going around just from tree topping down. But he says now with these uh, new enforced program regulations, you know, you might be able to see just less trees being cut down because it would just cost a property owner more unless they replant it themselves. Because with this new regulation, you're going to have to replant every tree you cut down.
0: Could it backfire, at least in the short term, in the sense that, okay, so they're going to pass X and it'll go into effect Y. And well, okay, what we have right now, we could just do on our own versus we'd have to go through an extensive permitting process and off- open ourselves up to fines. Let's just fell it right now. W- while we don't have to you know go through all of that,
1: you could see you could see people doing that here, <clears throat> but it seems like the Seattle City Council is really trying to push this legislation out as quickly as possible, so the permitting process I'm not sure how long it would take, but they'd have to act pretty fast to just remove some trees before these regulations go into effect, well,
0: but as I understand it, if they're small enough right now the the permitting process doesn't apply, correct mhm but they're they're narrowing what what so there's they're going from as you said seventeen to seventy thousand right. Yes. Right. So, okay, there's the gap. What is a 50 some odd thousand trees? You know, those could be ripe for bringing down before the new regulations come in if people don't want to have to go through that. Is that, I mean, just logically, yes. Yes. Yeah, they
1: could d- definitely do that now. Uh, you could see a lot of tree cutting services <laughs> be really busy within these next couple of weeks, however long it takes for this legislation to pass. That is true. Yeah. You could hear a lot of uh, buzz saws in the near future. Here.
0: <laughs> you know, the, the other thing that I do, they have any exceptions for like storm related, you know, trees that are damaged in storms or anything like that and might fall on houses or something.
1: So any trees that are deemed hazardous are able to be cut down. And this includes what they call uh heritage trees. Now what they're proposing is a tier list uh for you know different diameter trees, but tier 1 are heritage trees. Now what that means is these are trees that are exceptionally large and what they city deems culturally important to the city. What that entails I'm not quite sure myself, but if they do find that any heritage trees on either public or private property are hazardous or it's an emergency to cut down, then they can cut it down.
0: I'm thinking the kind of tree you wouldn't want to be would be one that would fall under this regulation just shortly after this is passed.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But these are trees that are, you know, I suppose there can be really pretty. Uh, If any private property owners in like residential neighborhoods would want their heritage, heritage trees cut down, they better do it soon because it seems like a lot of the city council is in favor of this bill. And, you know, in general, you know, we like trees, but... What uh, Oliver's told me is that, you know, no one's looking at another side of this, which is that there are some, and I'll rephrase what he said, bad quality trees around here. And so what kind of trees are we replanting? And what city council member Dan Strauss said is that, you know, they will look at climate resilient trees, trees that are, you know, able to be resistant to increasing temperatures that they are noticing here in Seattle and just in King County.
0: Well, listeners can keep up with this story and more trees at the centersquare.com. For Spencer Polly, this is Jeremy Lott. Please subscribe and thanks for listening.
1: Freedom and liberty are important to all of us. If you're looking for civil, intellectual conversations with those shaping the future of freedom, try the Future of Freedom podcast with me, Scott Bertram. We speak with leaders across the country in the greater conservative and libertarian movements. In-depth conversations about where the next intellectual battles will happen across the country. It's the Future of Freedom podcast. Find it at americastalking.com or wherever you get your podcasts.